0: Good morning, I'm Margaret Milutinovic and this is the Virtual CFO Podcast, a show from financial goddess about all things biz and finance. Today's podcast is different to our regular segments in that it's all about you, the listeners, and any questions you may have that I can answer for you on air today. On Monday, I have given everyone my email address where the questions should be sent to, which was margaret.miluti at gmail.com. There was also an opportunity to submit your questions via in-messaging me through Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn channels. I have compiled those questions uh, for today. Any questions that were similar in nature, I have grouped them the same. So if you don't hear your exact question being answered it's more likely that I have grouped it with another question that was very similar to to yours to answer it today so the first question is from Christy from UK hi Margaret I enjoy listening to your podcast I hope you don't mind me asking I was just wondering where is your lovely accent from hi Christy it's great to hear from you Uh, nope I don't mind at all, in fact it's a question that I get asked quite a lot. I was originally born in Poland, uh, in, in Europe, and I have migrated to Australia in '95. So my accent, even though it has evolved over the years, it is still quite unique in that it's not quite Polish and it's not quite Australian. Um, English is not my second language, it's more like my fifth language. I also speak uh, Italian, German, and and a few other languages. So uh, the accent, I guess, it's just an evolution of uh, being multilingual. So thank you for your question. Question two. Good evening, Margaret. You have mentioned a number of times on your website and podcasts your international tax law accreditation. Is that the same as providing tax services? If not, can you explain the difference? Also, are there any particular countries you're accredited with respect to tax or any countries that are excluded? Thank you, Kevin from UK. Hi, Kevin, thank you so much for sending the question through. No, the International Tax Law Accreditation and Tax Agent Accreditation are actually two very different services. So it is a very good question. Um, It's tax services basically equips a person to lodge tax return, buses, pay-as-you-go, VAT compliance on behalf of the clients. The international tax law is different, international tax law accreditation gives me the ability to advise clients on various laws that might affect them as individuals or businesses in various jurisdictions and provide them with strategic advice. It also goes one step further as in making sure that I can read and understand DTAs which is double taxation agreements between different countries and understand how that legislation will apply to my client, whether they're individual or a business and provide them with appropriate advice or recommendation. So I hope that clarifies a little bit of a difference for you between uh, the international tax law accreditation and the tax agent services. In respect to tax agent services, I am accredited to provide those in Australia only. So those tax agent services will include things like lodging individual tax returns, uh, setting up businesses, self-managed super funds, lodging BAS pay-as-you-go compliance, fringe benefit tax declarations, just to name a few of those services. And the tax agent services are strictly limited to Australia whereas the international tax law accreditation uh, and the advice is uh, serving in many jurisdictions. Your other part of the question was also, are there any particular countries you're accredited with respect to tax? Uh, Yes, my international tax law accreditation is based on UK, Australia, USA, Singapore, Hong Kong, Malaysia, Indonesia, and New Zealand. It does not mean that i don't work with other jurisdictions it just means that if my client is based in any of the other jurisdictions i will seek appropriate specialist advice from lawyers within that country as such i would not exclude a client based on the country that they operate in from clients that I would work with, I would simply advise them that for that particular jurisdiction we will also be required to work with a specialist, whether it's legal or accounting specialist operating in their jurisdiction. Okay, the next question comes from George from South Australia. Good day, financial goddess, can you explain how the virtual CFO services work? What sort of things you deal with. Where is the actual work being and by whom? I'm really interested to learn more, just not sure of the logistics and how that works. Hi, George. Uh, Welcome to the Financial Goddess Podcast. Great to hear from you. It's a fair question. Um, I have addressed it in a number of other podcasts. However, I'm happy to go into more detail in here. So virtual CFO services, It's basically providing services via means other than face-to-face consultations, and it's a work equivalent to a chief financial officer. So effectively, everything that you would expect a full-time chief financial officer to do within your organization that you hire as your employee, everything that you would expect a financial controller to do, anything that you would expect a finance manager to do, can fall into the umbrella of the virtual CFO services. The actual day-to-day tasks, George, vary greatly. It depends on the size of the entity that I'm working with. So some of my clients are smaller entities, just one a branch of locations, I've got clients based interstate, or larger entities with multinational presence. So as such, the day-to-day function and the work performed will vary. Some of the things can involve things like uh, providing financial advice on key trends, performance uh, to budget analysis, looking at risks and profitability tips. It's um, basically being your dedicated wingman ready to support key decisions as required. And that role tends to help boost confidence of your management or investors, shareholders, bankers, When you have a financial expert on your team, then that gives um, management and investors greater confidence in the quality of your financial records and it gives investors and shareholders greater um, boost of confidence With respect to understanding that there is someone and there is some strategic direction, you've got that financial business expertise on your team. So you've got somebody who is there continuously looking out for risks, mitigating them, and looking at maximizing profitability for your business and looking at maximizing the greatest return on your investment. Services do vary depending on the level of financial guidance your company needs, and also depending on whether you have a dedicated finance team within your company and the level of skills that they have. Those things are usually something that we will establish during our initial call, and we can then clearly outline the tasks that a virtual CFO will do for you. Some other things that a virtual CFO can do for you is reviewing your existing company policies, processes and procedures, identifying key issues and making recommendations. And that is usually the very first thing that we will do when we look at any business. Uh, Your next question was, where is the actual work being performed? Uh, George, the actual work is being performed at my um, office. So here in Australia, I don't outsource any of those services. They are highly technical, so by nature, it's not data entry service. They do require my knowledge, my experience that goes uh, into it. You've asked and by whom it, the whole work of the virtual CFO services is solely performed by me and therefore I guarantee the quality of my work. The next thing you've asked in your email was uh, just not sure about the logistics, how that works. Basically, the process is that you'll go online and book your initial complimentary um, call. During the first one hour call, I establish the size of the business that you're operating in, the resources available. We talk about your situation. What are you hoping to gain out of it? Uh, what sort of advice help you feel that you need the most and then we establish a flight path so we establish your journey to success what needs to happen to get you there from then on I would require most often online access to your systems so most of the clients that I work with they have two options they will either email me the monthly reports that I need to look at, or they would simply give me a financial advisor access to their online accounting or ERP system. The preferred method is getting the online access because if the reports are incorrect or if I need to drill into more information further, then I've got access to all the records that I need to be able to make a sound judgment and provide recommendations. my clients. I would then meet with the clients on a monthly basis. Most of my clients prefer the virtual options, so plenty of options available for you. We generally meet with FaceTime on Messenger once a month to review your financials, your performance, your goals, and make further recommendations. Um, Or we meet via Skype. I do have a number of clients that do prefer the traditional means of having face-to-face meetings I am open to that regardless of your jurisdiction whether you are interstate in Australia or based overseas the only difference is that of course then the cost of my travel are included and need to be reimbursed however my clients do see a value in that and those that do want me to fly to their jurisdictions for the meetings are more than happy to cover those costs. I hope that that gives you some clarity, George, in relation to the virtual CFO services and the logistics of how it works. If you still have any more questions about it, please feel free to contact me directly. You can um, email me or give me a call and I'll be more than happy to discuss it in more details with you. Our next question was an, um, an email from Jennifer. Hello, Margaret. Firstly, I would like to thank you for the podcasts. The knowledge you share has been very helpful in my business. I never got any training before going to business and most of my business knowledge was limited to Google search. However, what I found was so much contradicting info, so many information as to what should be priority, I felt overwhelmed and just gave up. My question is all about your business coaching program. Who would you recommend it to and why? Hi Jennifer, thank you so much for your email. First of all, you're not alone. Most of the business owners that I do work with, they're exactly in the same boat as you. They all have a passion for what they do and rarely any of them have a formal training in business or finance. Um, so so you're not you're not alone, please be assured that that's very very common. It's glad. I'm glad that you have gone to Google search and done some research. It shows that you have care factor about your business, that you want to succeed, and it shows that you do take initiative and pride in your business. I wouldn't necessarily agree or disagree with the Google search, but like you've mentioned, there is a lot of contradicting advice out there. Absolutely, because if you think about it, any person can publish anything that they like online and it's not reviewed or verified by any expert or any authority in the field as such unfortunately many people are in the same situation as you when they want to save money and they start searching for the information online they very quickly find themselves overwhelmed they find contradicting information worse still a lot of information that is inaccurate it's just somebody's opinion not tested advice that will actually work for your business the business coaching is designed for small to medium-sized business clients and the best way to decide whether this program is for you and who i would recommend it to i would generally recommend it to those business owners that are passionate about their business, they have desires, you know, they want a comfortable lifestyle, they want a profitable business that they don't have to keep pouring money into. They want a business that they can be proud of, you know. They want to feel like a success instead of a failure. And a lot of the time, they want a healthy cash flow. They want to leave a legacy for their kids. That's the sort of business owners that I would recommend this to. A lot of the times people that need the business coaching the most are those that, you know, are scattered effort. You feel like you put a lot of effort into different directions, constantly working hard, being busy, but you just don't see the result. You don't see your business vision becoming a reality. It's a lot of the times for people like yourself that are listening to too much advice from uh, less than credible sources. It's for people that are feeling like they're at the point of burnout. They're not getting the money through the door that they need to support their business and their personal lifestyle. A lot of the times my clients that join the business coaching program, you know, they say to themselves, maybe I should just go and get a job. I'm working so hard in this business, but for such a little return. And if that's you or any of the other listeners out there, then definitely the business coaching program, it is for you. If you're worrying about how you're going to pay your bills, how you're going to pay your staff, you're starting to argue with your spouse about money and working long hours but no time for family and you don't feel rewarded, then that is who I would recommend the business coaching program to. The business coaching program though it's not for everyone it's for people that are willing to take on the recommendations and advice and do the hard work just you spending time one-on-one with me and getting the advice is not going to make the difference in your business unless you prepare to go out there and start implementing that advice my business coaching program it is highly customized so on our initial call it is a strategic consultation we will identify the key issues that are unique to each client we will then break that down into six sessions there is worksheets there is templates there is work involved with which requires you to implement those strategies in your business those sessions i would recommend to be done on a weekly basis they can be done on a fortnightly basis i would not recommend that to be broken down into monthly um, basis simply because you just lose the momentum a lot of things can happen within a period of one month a lot of the information from the previous session can be forgotten or discarded and when you break it down into monthly session. I find that a lot of the session is spent on rehashing the previous session's information. And that's not how you want to spend your time, you want to gain value, and on each one of the six sessions is to focus on the issues. If at the end of the six sessions you still have further questions, and you need more assistance, by all means, we can customize a further program for you, and we can take it from there. If you're the kind of person that expects to go into a business coaching program and expects the business coach to just give you all the solutions and do all the work for you, then I would say, no, this program is not for you. As with any business advice or any sort of advice or coaching program, you need to be the one to do the hard work. You need to be willing to do that. And by the sounds of it, Jennifer, just based on the fact that you have taken the initial step and have gone on to Google search and have been looking for the information, it does show me that you have the potential to be the right candidate for our business coaching program in that you do take the initiative to get the work done and you do want to improve your business. So congratulations on that. And if you do decide to go ahead with our business coaching program, please feel free to book in your strategic call online or if you have any further questions or concerns about it and you do wish to discuss it with me, uh, you did not mention your location, however, you can contact me via mobile number or you can simply send me another email and I'll be more than happy to go through those questions with you. Once again, thanks Jennifer for your email. Our next email is um, here. So, hi, Margaret, Steve here. Is there other way to book appointments for people like me who struggle with technology? Hi, Steve, great to hear from you. Look, our preferred method is that you do go online and book the consultation online. By all means, it is not the only method. It is preferred method, though, because when you book it online, it's, uh, it's streamlined for you. All the questions that need to be asked in the form are right there. You can see clearly my availability and you're able to book in the consultation at the time that is suitable for you. You can do it from the convenience of your home um, at any time, day or night, without being restricted to looking at my opening hours. Having said that, of course, I understand that there are plenty of people out there who do struggle with using the technology. Whilst we have tried to make the booking online system as easy and as simple as possible, I do recognize that the technology might not be the best option for some people. So to book the appointment in any other way, you can give me a call directly. My number here is 04397839. You can also text me your requirements and we can organize um, an appointment that way. There is an option to message me directly through the Facebook business page. You can also in message me via the Twitter account, so Margaret Miluti1 or via LinkedIn. And you can also email me just like you did with this question at margaret.miluti at gmail.com. The call is my least preferred option due to the fact that I do have a lot of client meetings, international meetings, whether they're on a, a Skype or other online media. Therefore, you have a greater chance and it's a lot more efficient if you just communicate with me via other means. So a text message, Facebook Messenger, in message on Twitter or LinkedIn, or email me at margaret.miluti at gmail.com. Thanks for your question, Steve. Our next email is from Carrie ann Good morning, Margaret. I saw your recent promotion with special pricing on bus and sole trader tax returns. I would like to take advantage of the offer, but I'm based in Queensland and I see you're based in New South Wales. I saw on your website that there is an online option. How does that work? Hi, Carrie ann Thank you for sending your question through. This service is um, available both face-to-face and online. You're 100% correct. I can service any client, so you being based in Queensland is not an issue. I service any client in any state in Australia. The way that it would work as a business operator, you will have an accounting system. All you have to do is provide me with a financial advisor access to your accounting system and I'm able to take it from there and lodge your returns. Once the returns are ready, I will email them for you to sign and to review. Once you review them and you're 100% happy with the information being accurate, I will then lodge them online with the Australian Tax Office. So that option is available whether you're based in Queensland or any other state in Australia And that is of course the same for the sole trader returns as well. If your system is not an online accounting system, that's not a problem either. I'll just send you an email with a requirement of certain reports that I need from your system to be able to finalize your BAS and sole trader tax returns. The important thing to note here is that when you are going through booking online and selecting online option for the tax services, what you need to be mindful of is that that's not a time selected for me to actually complete the bus or sole trader return, as they often take a lot more uh, than an hour. What the time is dedicated for is for me to have a fun conversation with you and discuss the records I have and ask you for any additional information that I may need in order to uh, satisfactorily complete your returns. So what I would normally recommend is that when you book in your online session, beforehand you email me across the information that I need. I will then review that if you can send it at least 24 hours before the scheduled appointment time. I have a chance to review any information that you have sent me. And then during that call we can discuss if there's anything further I need from you or if there's anything that requires clarification. Uh, rest assured no tax return no bus or sole trader return is ever submitted without you reviewing it everything gets emailed to you like i've mentioned before you review the accuracy of the information sign the declaration and once i receive that information i'll lodge it with the ato If there is any changes or amendments that need to be done to your bus or sole trader tax return, that's not a problem, you just email me the changes required, I will complete the changes, resubmit it to you for review and for signing, and that process continues until you're fully satisfied with the service and that the information is accurate. The promotion that you saw with special pricing on bus and sole trader tax returns, it is time limited though. I'm not sure if you spotted that in the ad, so to take advantage of those particular pricing, you would need to have that finalized by 31st of October. Thanks Ann. The next message is from Katie. Good morning, Margaret. What inspired you to do the podcast? Hi Katie. Thanks for listening. My inspiration came from wanting to reach more people. Um, My face-to-face consultations are very much time limited as I can only work with one person at a time. That is the case with business coaching program and virtual CFO and business consulting services. There's only so many clients that I can reach within um, a period of a year or within a period of six weeks as is the case with the business coaching program. The podcasts give me the ability to reach a lot more people. I can reach people globally and there is no restrictions to how many people can get help and advice from me within any podcast. I really want to help people. The whole idea of why I went into my own business, the whole idea behind the articles I publish and the podcast is to be able to give business owners a bit more advice and guidance and give them the direction that they need. And the only way that I can do that, Katie, is by using social media and in particular podcasts can be quite effective way of reaching masses of people globally. Okay, our next email is from Rob. Hi, Margaret, I'm an accounting student majoring in commerce. When I graduate, I want to start my own business. I'm not sure whether to start accounting practice or do business consulting. Which one would you recommend and why? Have you got any tips for someone like me? Hi Rob, glad to see you start thinking of things ahead of time and preparing for your future journey of business ownership. It's not an overnight success despite what it looks like. It takes many years of hard work, dedication and sacrifices It certainly isn't a journey for everyone and it's certainly not as easy as what is perceived on the social media. So I just wanted to get those expectations out of the way. My success and what you see today, it's something that has taken over 16 years uh, to build and it has come with a lot of sacrifices and a lot of long work hours to get to where I am today. So it's great that you want to start your own business Uh, You're asking me whether to start accounting practice or do business consulting. Look, I've done both. They are very different, yet similar at the same time. And as such, I guess your question is quite valid. It's normal to be confused, especially with your accreditation. As an accounting student majoring in commerce, you'll be lucky enough to be accredited to do both. With accounting practice, it's very much hands-on work. So you'll be doing a lot of compliance work, you'll be doing a lot of financial calculations. And if that's the kind of work that interests you, if you love working with numbers, then I would say accounting practice is more the direction that you should be going um, with. With business consulting, it's a lot less about numbers, although you will be using numbers when you look at KPIs. Business consulting is all about giving people advice and guidance and helping their businesses grow. Whilst accounting also helps businesses growth, it is very much limited to accounting and finance. Whereas business consulting, you're looking at the entire business and all aspects of it. So which one should you choose is really dependent on what you enjoy more, whether you enjoy the business consulting or whether you enjoy the bean counting in respect to advice rob i hear it so many times i've actually addressed it in one of my podcasts when i was discussing the five questions to ask when hiring a business consultant look having a completed accredited university course is fantastic but what is also very important is the hands-on business experience And from your email, it doesn't appear like you have worked hands-on in a business. It's not just being there for six to 12 months. We're talking about having hands-on experience of working in various industries with various business sizes of at least five years. I know it's probably not what you want to hear. It sounds to me from your email that you're really keen and eager to get that business off the ground as soon as you graduate. However, look, you just won't be equipped enough to deal with the day-to-day challenges. There's one thing when you look at case studies at your uni and look at different strategies, but it's another thing to have an experience dealing with it. And you need both to be able to give somebody business advice and provide them with recommendations. So one of my first tips for you is if owning your own business is your goal, Get a hands-on experience, at least 5 years, work with other businesses, having a uni degree is not a substitute for hands-on experience. You don't want to experiment with someone's business, trust me on that. The second advice I'll give you is to be strategic with the business experience you gain from your employment. So of course you'll have to start at an entry level graduate type of roles when you first graduate. But what you want to do is strategically position yourself over those five years of working full time, where you can start taking uh, team leadership, supervisory and middle management experience. And you will need that and will help you when you start working and advising clients, whether it's accounting roles or business consulting. Of course, if you want to run your own accounting practice, you would want to get to a senior accountant level within the public practice, working for somebody else before you take the step of running your own business. If you're going down the business consulting path, then working up to the levels of being a team manager would be a lot more beneficial to you. Also focus on gaining experience within various business sizes and various industries. The size does matter with very different um, environments, you'll get different level of resources and yet again, it will come as a benefit to you when you're discussing what your clients need and to understand those business owners in their perspective. You, it will give you access to uh, resources, budgets, software being used, and that gra- varies greatly with business sizes. So you really want to make sure that within those five years plus you just get as much experience as possible. The final tip I'll give you is to really get yourself a business mentor if you don't already have one. It's somebody that you can talk to that can guide you step-by-step on your journey to becoming a successful business owner at some stage, but I cannot emphasize enough, doing it straight after uni, it's just not recommended, you will not have the experience that you need. And you can potentially do a lot more damage to your business client, and hence to your business and to your reputation, than to provide them with any real benefit. Thank you, Rob. I know that's probably not what you wanted to hear, but I hope it's given you some insight into what you need to do. I do wish you all the best with your successes. Feel free to touch base with me again, and I'll be more than happy to answer any questions you may have. Okay guys, that seems like that's all the questions that we have received today. I hope that you have enjoyed our podcast and I hope that those questions have shed some light and given you the insight that you are after. If you have any other questions that you would like me to discuss on a future podcast, please feel free to email me directly. If you're ready to book in your next session, You can go to our website, financialgoddess.com.au and book your sessions online. As always, thank you for listening. I'm Margaret Milutinovic, the virtual CFO. And remember, you deserve the peace of mind that comes from running a profitable and predictable business. Thank you.